Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure an edit. <laughs> oh, my God. I was trying to beat no, you, too. They... I thought that was your next, uh, your next point. Nah, nah, nah. That goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Bias Aside podcast. I am Jeffrey Jacobo. And I am Josh Loera. It's your boy, Stat Guy. Stat Guy Stat is back. back. <laughs> yeah. I'm back. Like I never left. That's right. That's right. So how, how was your guys' week, man? <sighs> you want to start off, Josh? Yeah, so the week was good. <laughs> uh, I was uh, super anxious. Why? Because the Dodgers let it go down to a 3-1 lead going Atlanta's way, but we um, did everything that the Dodgers um, haven't been doing the last couple of years, and that's winning um, a Game 7. So mm. we're it's going to the step. World Series, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Applause. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you guys are playing the Rays, right? Playing the Rays, yeah. You can't lose the Rays. Right. Uh, who? Right. <laughs> the Rays. Yeah, exactly. Imagine yeah, losing so. to the Rays. <laughs> oh man, don't put that pressure on. Hey, yo, what would that say about what that say about Josh and the Dodgers? If they yeah, hey, you seriously. know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually wanted the Astros to win because I was like, what's better than having the Dodgers beating the Astros? Like in the in the World Series, right? Yeah. But like the thought of the Astros somehow pulling it off and beating the Dodgers in the Game Seven or, or in, in the World Series in general, like I would have to like just get lost. <laughs> like I, uh, you would never hear of me again. Like that would be it for me. And Texas would be that, lit. that would suck. Right, right. Yeah, so. Oh man, how about man. you, uh, Stat Guy? How's everything been going? Um, yeah. Uh, Bro, cool. Super anxious because um, my dog had a had some bumps on her back, and I was like, "Yo, what is this?" Like, oh, yeah. So she, I think she's having like just a little allergic reaction. So, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allergic reaction to like some flea bites or whatever. But mm-hmm. I already got her like two flea shots. Like she got the like super mega flea shot. So I don't know. I don't know where they're coming from. Yeah. Man, that sucks. Well, we hope it uh turns out well. Yeah. Yeah, man. What's your dog's name? Nubia. Nubia. Shout out to Nubia. Shout out to Nubia. We hope everything. Nubia, you know I know she listens, so, so. Well. Yes, yeah. yes. Love you, Noob. She's gonna be good. Yep. I just dropped you, my Jeff? dog off at uh <laughs> daycare today for the first time oh. it was like dropping off my daughter at like her first day of school daycare okay okay have fun what's be up? safe behave what's the what's the deal with daycare it's just um since she's so young she's like a very playful puppy and me and my wife both work and our dog our other dog is really old and he has no patience for her so, like, she's just begging to, like, just play and, like, run around. And, you know, she just needs attention. So, we figured if we give her, like, a day or two a week to just, like, be around other dogs and just get it out of her system, like, it'll just, it'll do her well. Because, you know, so certain dogs just get anxious and they just start acting out when they can't, you know, 
just get out and run and just do dog stuff and we feel bad so we're just trying to give her some recreation Mm. time just time to play and exercise and all that stuff while we're at work because you know it's hard to do that while we work no that's very loving like um yeah you know i would probably never take my dog to daycare but (laughs) you know that's that's, jeff you did the right thing i think that's i think that's dope though (laughs) yeah yeah no it's like yeah you know she's she's just super young and she just has so much energy and she'll Mm. like she'll pick up her toys and just like put it like on your lap like play with me and it's like i'm in a meeting right now i can't play with you you know so Mm. i just felt bad so i was like i I just take her maybe once a week twice a week we'll see how it goes it was the first time so but it's cool they send you like reports like they'll be like oh your dog was polite and friendly and energetic today she was good friends with this dog and this dog and they'll have like profile pictures (laughs) (laughs) they're just gassing it up like you get there and like they're fighting I know, right? <laughs> They're trying to break them up. Yeah. You get to meet like the other dog's parents and stuff, and kind of like see. Um, I know, right? Like their background and how and parent, how they treat their dogs. Parent teacher conferences and stuff. Somebody yeah. else hits you like, "Yo, like my dog just just misses your dog, man. Can we link?" Or <laughs> <Right>. no, <laughs> no, I'm good. Strictly daycare. Yeah. But yeah, man, that was uh that's that's that was my activities today. Other than that, the week was Yeah. It was cool. It was cool, but Oh, I made the uh I made the switch to uh to vinyl. Got my first record player and um a lot of records. I just went on a spree just buying a lot of records and uh I don't know, I I've, I've been changed. I I'm a new guy. So, so so like, how does it feel just like putting on a, or like the comparison between (laughs) listening to something on vinyl versus just like listening to it on your phone? I'm sure there's something there. When I, uh, when I first got it, um, I was like, yo, this is, this is dummy basic. Like, I don't, I don't really get it. This is, I could have just done a lot (laughs) (laughs) of this way easier on my iPhone, but they were like, uh, everybody was like, oh, it's cause you didn't get speakers. So I got some speakers and um wow yeah no it's uh (laughs) i think it's the dead space that is the big difference like silence is silence on like a digital album but silence is like filled with like character with vinyl and it's like it's Uh weird yeah it's like that constant like hissing almost like yeah but it's like a yeah just like that crinkle like it's it's when tough, you put your like, when you put your records on, do you do that little flip? Like you flip the record and you, then you. Flip. I haven't. I do the I do the blow. I do the <laughs> even though they're like brand new oh. records. I, I <laughs> you them. dust it off even if it's new. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta hit the and then put that thing on there. And no, you gotta do the us. you gotta do the and then flip it and put it on. And That's what you gotta it? do. What yeah. if I want to listen to to side A? I just start off well, side put it, on side B. Yeah, start on side B and flip it and just <laughs> flip yeah. it. Okay. Yo, you guys ever play uh DJ Hero? You guys ever oh, play? Oh, of course. I never played yeah. that. No. Yeah. Me and my sister, we had two nice. uh two turntables and we would play at the same time. Mm. Oh wow. Yeah. Y'all was, no, got yeah. serious. I had it, I had I it, I had it, but then I, I just I never um really got into it. 
But yeah, those those games are so funny and they're so misleading because like if you're nice at Guitar Hero, like you think you're nice at an actual guitar and it's like <laughs> completely different. Yeah. Yo, it, you probably could. But then be, if though. you're nice at guitar, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're nice at Guitar Hero. So you, it's like it's right. Kind of, uh, you probably could be though, like because to be really nice on Guitar <laughs> Hero though, like you had your fingers got to be quick. It, yeah. it does require a level like of dexterity fingers. that probably helps if you actually. Well, yeah, like, if you play Guitar Hero on like easy. And you get a hundred percent on a song. That's not. But if you're playing like expert and like playing the hardest songs, yeah. I guess I could yeah. see that. Like the translation, you know, like you said, mm. you got to use your fingers for that. Like they got to move quick. Yeah, so. my cousin Aaron, he used to be going like because we had rock band, and um, we had the drum set, we had you know two guitars, um, and then we had the microphone, and so. <laughs> Since I was the youngest, I had to be on the microphone, of course. But I used to <laughs> sing in my Yo, heart out. Yo, uh, rock band or Guitar Hero? Oof, probably Guitar Hero because it was the like it was the first one to really pop, and then Rock Band kind of rode the wave. Which but, one uh, had maps yeah, on it? By I the think yeah, that was yeah, Rock yes. Band. Mm. Yeah, I think that was Rock Band, and then they had like Arctic Monkeys on there, and then they had yeah. like hey, yo, some Paramore songs on there. Was that Beyonce? Beyonce sampled maps, huh? Yeah. They don't love you. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, guys, yeah, I, I as think you I have can to tell, go rock the, Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too, Rock Band. But listen, I as you guys can tell, later. the uh, NBA season is over because uh, we <laughs> have one thing NBA-related. So let's get into it. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's all we had for today, so... <laughs> thank right, you for everybody. listening to the bias aside podcast it's been yeah, real. you guys can find us on instagram yeah. you guys can find us yep cool no lucky for you guys we have quite a bit to talk about there's been um even after the season is over there's been quite a bit of news to come out so uh we'll get uh right into some of the, some of the topics um this isn't a real like news breaking news topic or anything like that but i just wanted to get your opinion on this I was watching a video of Chris Paul saying that dunking is overrated, and I just wanted to know if you agreed with that. No, nah, I wish. Every time I see somebody that doesn't dunk that should have dunked it, it's like it drives me crazy. I'm not sure there's anything that like just yeah, makes my he, blood he, His argument was that at the end of the day, it's still two points, so it's not really anything that special. But I saw the argument that like, a, a crazy dunk can change like can like get your bench hype it can get your team hype yeah the crowd yeah. and it could just change a game you know like a layup doesn't really do that yeah yeah layup doesn't do that unless it's like jamal murray uh 360, yeah uh switching unless you're hands, kyrie like uh, doing a jelly back. off the yeah you know like crazy <laughs> english off right, the backboard right. no Steph but there's Curry. things like like um Andre Iguodala, <laughs> exactly. for example. Andre Iguodala, like that that LeBron James block. Like, I mean, I don't know. I know J.R. Smith had a lot to do with kind of like, you know, um getting in the way, but if he would have gone up and if and like try to dunk it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that would have who uh-huh. knows if he would have blocked it. It's just plays like that where it's just, you know, uh when people settle for a layup just because they don't wanna you know, go up and, 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 and try to dunk it. 
that that just makes my blood boil. So in a way, I guess yeah, when you look at it that way, yeah, it's just two points. But which kind of reminds me, one of my earliest memories of basketball was me flipping through the channels, and it was it was Vince Carter on a fast break. It just happened to catch my eye, and he goes, and he does like a ridiculous windmill dunk, right? So I'm young, five, six, I don't know. And I see that. I don't know anything about basketball, nothing. And then later on, I'm like upstairs and I'm with my brother and I was like, yo, that's crazy, man, because like those dunks are like 2,000 points. (laughs) (laughs) And my brother, he just looks at me. He's like, no, you idiot. (laughs) Like they're just like two points. Like I'm over here trying to talk like I know what I'm talking about, you know, so no, but it's true. Yeah, ultimately it is two points, but um, no. Yeah, I don't think they're overrated by no means. Yeah. It was funny, too, because he was like, I can't dunk, though. And I was like, yeah, because it could easily come <laughs> off as someone who can't dunk, just like hating on dunking. Yeah. But we've seen Chris Paul dunk, know, so. I don't know if you guys mentioned it, but him at the uh, All-Star game, did you guys see that? Yeah, when he caught this that alley Yeah, I was like, wow, yeah. I didn't know you had that in you. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Sometimes you forget, like, these guys are, like, real athletes. Some yeah. some of the times, like they choose, like Kyrie never dunks, but he can dunk like really easily. Really, wow. Yeah, yeah, very easily. Like I've seen him in like warm ups and stuff, like pull stuff off. But some of these guys, they just they're just some of the, some of them do have that mentality. Like two points is layup or dunk is two points. It doesn't matter. I'm not gonna right. You know, try and kill myself trying to dunk on somebody just because it looks cool. Right, right. Anyways, enough of that. So, another another quick topic that wasn't really breaking news. So, apparently Christian Wood from the Detroit Pistons went on a Instagram Live and started asking people what team he should go to in the offseason. And he just, like, read some of the comments and then he just ended it. Like, it was just a quick little Instagram Live. Um, I started to wonder, is that, like, the new... Is, that, is this going to be the new thing? Like, are people just going to... Or do you think this is just him being not the smartest and not handling this the smartest? Yeah, I think he just kind of wants people to kind of, you know, just start talking. Because this season was kind of a weird season for him, too. He he had COVID, right? Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so kind of like, um, yeah, just kind of get the conversation starting on him, I guess. Um, so basically, is he saying that he doesn't want to stay in Detroit? Is that was that kind of your under, understanding of the whole thing? Or yes, and I don't blame him. <laughs> I think I think the Detroit, like the situation in on the Pistons, like if you want to, if you ask somebody what is it like to play for the Pistons, I think about that. Uh, there's a a post game interview with Blake Griffin. Do you remember that? <laughs> Reggie oh, Jackson walks it? by. Yeah, he Reggie walks Jackson. by the camera, and Blake Griffin is just not having it. He's like, "Well, the thing is that he was ranting about like that he wasn't happy with the team's performance." Right, right, yeah. <laughs> like, it was just terrible timing, and he was just—he's like, "Yo, like it's not a." And he tried to play it off, like he tried to be like, "Yeah, haha, you know." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he was just like, "No, man, like it's not the good time. It's not a good time." So Christian Wood. Um, I'm looking at the stats. Uh, two years ago, he averaged uh, 17. 
um, in the league, which is solid. Um, so, yeah. Um, this year, you know, not being as healthy, he averaged uh, 13. So it just goes to show you, um, kind of get the conversation starting um, and letting people know that he's not happy in Detroit. That's like, <laughs> did you see Gallinari, like when the Lakers won? He like congratulated them and was like, congrats to the Lakers, which is so weird to me, like for a, a, a current player in the NBA congratulating like the winning team like if you were to be like congrats to the goat or congrats to the king or something like that like i get it but when you can when you congratulate a franchise like a team like it's weird and everybody started like making jokes saying that you know gallinari just wanted to like (laughs) like he wants to get picked up next season essentially oh yeah yeah so this essentially might be the same thing. Like, who knows? He might, yeah, kind of just you know put in the league on notice. Yeah, just kind of wants to contend. So we'll see Not what happens. Ha- yeah, I, I don't know. I hope this isn't a new trend where people are just like trying to find new ways to be like, hey, I, I want out of, I want out of here, you know, whatever. But I just think right, you right. Know, p- players need to be more professional and just handle their business better. People are getting yeah, a lot yeah. in a lot of trouble on the internet, like the whole Jackson Hayes thing. You know, like people just get on live yeah. and think. I, I don't know if they forget that everyone can see this or anything you say. People are screen recording it and they're just gonna upload it. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people have gotten you know in trouble because of this stuff, even in different sports. You know, like yeah. Twitch and stuff like that. Like you know, you're just streaming something and then you say something offensive. And uh, right. there was a NASCAR driver earlier in the year that that you know got um got fired from his team for like a racial slur, and it's just like yeah, you might think you're just with your group of friends, but nope, everybody's right. tuning in. So exactly, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, you're so right. Hey, I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to bring this up because I thought it was hilarious, but I don't know if you saw they're doing like a like a charity golf event or something like that with Charles Barkley. So it's Charles Barkley. Phil Mickelson and then Steph Curry and Peyton Manning. Did you see that? No. So it just cracks me up because <laughs> to think that Charles Barkley is that bad that they had to put him like with Phil with Mickelson. Like, Phil Mickelson, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like one of like the best golfers ever. Yeah. And then on the a, other team, it's like two golfers or two, you know, two people that just do it out of yeah. Yeah. yeah, just like recreation. So right. well, even though I, I heard Steph Curry is I was gonna is, say I heard Steph is nice. Dude. Dude. Like, yeah, no, Steph, Steph he is nice, yeah. My yeah. little my little cousin golfs like um almost professionally. He's just he's trying to get like he's trying to get in there. But um he was like, No, like Steph is is he really could go pro for real. Yeah, so he has a um some type of um, some type of a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, this this organization that he started, where basically he puts like like golfing. Um, he does like courses on it and stuff like that for like underprivileged cities, you know. So kind of gets it out there more because mm-hmm. you know golfing is one of those sports that it's expensive to get into. So. That's why a lot of people aren't aren't um, aren't able to pick it up. So that's always cool. Was he the was word you're looking for the, charity? Um, Is it a charity? Charity, yeah, charity, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Some sort so, of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he was a uh, he was on the um, 
All the Smoke podcast with uh, Matt Barnes and uh, Stephen Jackson. Jackson. And he was saying how, I think they asked him, they were like, hey, so if you were to, like, like what would have happened if you just got into golf or stuck with golf and, and never got into basketball? And he just straight up said, yeah, I think I'd probably be like the like one of the best ever to play golf. Oh, God. And they're like, yeah. So they were kind of like taken aback by his like confidence. And he's like, well, if I was like as passionate about golf as I am basketball, like, yeah, I don't see why not. Like I obsess over basketball. So he's like, I don't see why it wouldn't translate to golf. So I kind of appreciated his confidence, but. Yeah, and I'm sure he sees, like, how good he is without, like, being able to dedicate all his time to golf. So, yeah. he's like, if I had as much time as these other guys, I feel like I'd be just as good as them. Right, right. So, I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah. All I know is I've been trying to get into golf, and I have a long way to go, so. You got the fifth <sighs> down. You look you looked like a pro out there. I, I slid in the DMs. I was like, yo, you golf? <laughs> I, that's literally that's literally how i hit you up i said yo you you be out there golfing like that i you figured i was like love. i was like if i'm gonna play bad i'm gonna look good at least you know so <laughs> i definitely looked the part i gotta see that's the song i was out there to do it was all you know, picks, I w- no videos i was out here shooting like 25 <laughs> over on every hole like <laughs> it mm. was bad but you know okay, hitting balls into the, the lake the into the bunker down. You got the yeah, lingo you know? down. Say, say that one more time. You was you was doing what? Bunker. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, tone it down. Oh my <laughs> you were shooting twenty five over in the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah. I just sound Man. like the, the best golfer. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey. So like so like what what's and so like bunker is what is that just like a like a club or is that you know. <laughs> what it is the bunker like par, is uh par birdie bunker yeah 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 exactly mm. yeah you want to get that's how you win whoever gets the most bunkers wins. Uh, okay. it's two thousand nice. points oh. <laughs> so you for those of you who are fans of comedy that's a callback ah yeah okay yeah so you're just mm-hmm. 25 under 2000 yeah exactly yes mm. Nice, nice. But anyways, yeah. So I'm not golfing like stuff, but maybe, maybe one day I'll be able to. Um, okay, so we we're not fans of what Christian Wood did. Um, something else, another quick hitter. Uh, Shannon Sharp said he would trade Kyle Kuzma for a 12 pack of Clorox wipes and a Tide stain remover pen. How do you feel about that? Too little, too little. You think I, he's worth I, a little bit more? more? Yeah, I need more. I need like a Fabuloso uh, dryer sheet pack oh. or something. Mm. Uh, yeah. Trades off the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's messed up. That's that's uh, that's that's uh, disrespectful. That's not even right. That's so messed up. You know, well, all so, the people that said Kuzma over Tatum are like fuming right now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's funny. I like. I, like. I. I get what he's trying to do, but. I mean, I, he's he's a big LeBron guy, so I think anytime he has a chance to kind of downplay his LeBron's uh, supporting cast, he's going to try to do it. So, but uh, yeah, that's just uh, that's, that's which scary. is I know we had a great conversation about LeBron last episode, but that's LeBron fans' favorite thing to do 
discredit all his teammates. It does not matter who's on his team. Right. They, yeah. Oh, man. LeBron carried every single one of them. Right. Bro, you want to tell me Mo Williams and uh, <laughs> Booby Gibson? <laughs> like Booby Gibson leading the league in like three-point percentage? <laughs> yeah, like you have to understand they were – they may, in the grand scheme of their career, they may not be the greatest players, but they were good in that time for that team. Like, they did what they needed to do on that team. And that's what people don't realize. Like, don't a, discredit what they did thing. on that team. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Like, if you're, if you're a top five team in chemistry, like, yeah, you're going to make noise. Like, we, we, uh, we talked about the Kings last week. So, the Kings, for me, they were one of the best teams ever. Like that, they were one of the the. They're like a. They they have to be a top five team that has never won a championship, right? Mm-hmm. So, but like, how many of those <clears throat> players that were on that team were like huge after that run in like the early two thousands? Exactly. Besides, yeah. like Chris Webber, you know, it's like I think, and and honestly, like even even like Mike Bibby, like if I were to throw him, in, like he was nice, but. Like he he was never who he was after the Kings, you know. Right. So Doug Christie, uh, Stojakovic, Vlade Divac, like towards the tail end of his career, like these are teams that just because of their chemistry, um, it you know they 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 make it far, you know. So I think that's exactly what LeBron had in those earlier years. Yeah, people get so yeah. caught up in like the names and. You know, people look at how their careers panned out, and that's fine if you want to analyze their careers. But if you're analyzing like specific teams, you have to look at what they did in that specific time and what role they played on that team. So, right, right, right. you know, but that, so sometimes it does, just looking at a roster doesn't tell the whole story. You have to like dig a little deeper into it. So, um, but that's like LeBron. LeBron fans go to is just. It doesn't matter who the man plays with. <laughs> I mean, everyone on the team was terrible except for LeBron. Right. Yeah. That's funny, man. So, uh, you wanted to, another thing I wanted to get into was the fact that uh, I don't think we covered this last episode. I think it happened after that. But uh, so Ty Lue is going to the Clippers. How do you feel about that? Uh, that um, acquisition. Um. It was interesting to me. I wonder if they did that because if they did it because it was like a familiar familiarity. How do we is that how you say that word? Familiarity yeah. type of thing. You know, where the players were comfortable with him and they figured, you know, he knows the system, the players like him. Let's just let's just hire a Ty Lu. He has the experience, you know, the playoff experience. He's uh coached uh big personalities with you know when he was on the Cavs, so he knows how to deal with like the superstars and everything so i'm not sure exactly what their um their reason was for that um but clearly the issue with the the clippers was effort at the end of the day and i mean and another thing was i guess apparently a lot of the players weren't happy with the way that Kawhi was treated you know, like he he was yeah, he he was treated uh, differently from the rest of the team, so <clears throat> that's something that um, could also be an issue. And apparently, I think it was an issue on the Raptors too. 
I think a lot of people yeah. took issue with, you know, the taking games off and stuff like that. So I feel like that's something that Kawhi has to address with his teammates and maybe do a little bit better of a job of explaining what's going on because clearly it's not coming out coming off the right way. Yeah, and 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 maybe we could talk about some of these things. I don't know if if Stat Guy can look up some of these uh, incentives that Kawhi had, um, kind of the way he was treated. I know that he was like showing up late to practice because of the fact that he was like so far away from like the facility. Oh yeah, he lives in San Diego. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime you have like. There's such a big gap within within like the star star treatment of the players. Yeah, I think you can kind of, you know, I I don't know. I've never played organized basketball in my life, but I don't know what those guys like what their mornings look like. Let's say they're in the film room and this guy's walking in like an hour late. Yeah, like, that would have to that would have to like eat at you if you're right. running uh, sprints or doing suicides or whatever you're doing in the morning, and he's showing up an hour late. Yeah, that's going to eat at you. So, um, And who knows if, like, the Clippers have some sort of, like, policy. If you're late to practice, you got to do this, blah, 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 you know. And, and maybe they weren't, like, enforcing that. And they're just looking at the the coach, like, bro, like, he's not special. Yeah, it's like if that you know? would happen to me. Yeah, yeah, I'd be running laps or I'd be, you know, whatever. I'd be benched next game, whatever. You know, whatever their policy is, you know, there, there's a lot of a ways that that could have went sour. There was and, a report. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. There was a report saying that Kawhi was determining when he went in and out of games. Oh, and see, that, that's like that rubbed a lot of the role players the wrong way. Yeah, that that's the type of stuff right there where it's like, no. I, no player should really have that kind of power because yeah. that that's yeah. Yeah, like he said that's just going to rub players the wrong way like there's guys that everyone's gassed you know but there could be a time where coach is like no i need you to just finish the quarter i just need you to finish this you know but if he's just looking at coach like hey man i need to come out uh, but i'm actually curious about you know like how much of that had to do with his time in san antonio um kind of like being uh, rushed back into playing after an injury, uh, and then after being um, uh, after going through a consultation and being told that you're healthy, and then not being healthy. Yeah. Like I wonder how much more careful he was with his health and with his body after that. That he felt like he needed to sign contracts with these type of incentives, or else you know, like he won't do it. So. Kind of like if like yeah. he was going to be in control of his of his health, he wasn't going to put that in anybody else's hands. Right. No, I I think that's a thousand percent the reason why that is. I'm sure he told the Clippers, "Look, I'd love to play for you guys, but this is how it's going to have to be." And you know, and fortunately for him, he's Kawhi Leonard, a top talent in the league. So when you're that good of a player, teams will work with you. Yeah. But yeah. unfortunately, the other players. You know, they don't care how much money you make, what you do. You know, we're all men here. We, no one's yeah. better than anyone else. So and if I'm late and he want to like, he want to like free Wingstop for like the rest of his contract or something like that. 
Were you serious? No, no. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so, <laughs> so the big piece of information that had that had came out, like the report was a report by by the Athletic on Thursday indicated that Clippers veterans such as Williams, um, uh, Pat Beverly, all of them uh, were brist bristled at preferential treatment uh, Leonard received from the team. But on Friday, Williams fired back on social media and said in an Instagram comment that he didn't even know what Bristol meant and called <laughs> on the athletic reporter uh, to reveal his source. Huh. So That's interesting. Yeah. That's very I mean, interesting. Have you somebody. seen that new meme? <laughs> Have you seen that new meme where it's like, source, trust me, bro. <laughs> no, people just come out and say anything like it's like facts and they're like right, where right. are your sources okay so this could be a little bit of he said she said you think this is like the lakers trying to plant stories trying to keep the the clippers like <laughs> not on the same page i mean i would hate to admit to that but yeah i, I uh <laughs> i think stuff like that exists you know i think yeah, that's yeah, a better yeah. way of answering no that, that, I think that, like that's that definitely a stretch exist. for me this is me trying to like you know <laughs> make the nba more juicy than it is right right uh no but but you're right though i i do think stuff like that exists i don't see why not um yeah so that's yeah definitely yeah though. i think um if tyloo's gonna be the head coach going forward he probably has to have a sit down with the entire team. Like, look, this is what it is. We all need to be on the same page. There's at the end of the day, there's just too much talent on that team for them not to be competing for a championship. Is Tyler you know, so. good coach? <sighs> you know, I feel like in every situation he's had, he's had like all the talent in the world. So it's almost like on him to mess it up. So I'd like to see him in a, you know, try and like build up a team, like do something yeah, like, because exactly I used to I think this, yeah. I used to think the same thing about like Eric Spolster. I was like, he's not a good coach. Like he has yeah. LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosh, but Eric Spolstra is top tier. You know, oh, like yeah. that's not, yeah, no that's doubt. not even up for debate anymore. You know, like Eric right. Spolstra is a heck of a coach. So I don't, you know, so. I'd like to see him in something like that where he doesn't necessarily doesn't have, I mean, top five, top six talent on his team to work with. You know, like, let yeah, me see you do it with thing. with a young team on the come up. Yeah, so I just don't think, um, just considering who was on uh, Ty Lue's team, you know, when he first had the opportunity to start coaching. Um, I just don't think he really had, you know, the the chance to – to really prove himself as a coach, you know, considering LeBron too, I mean, his IQ kind of lets himself, um, you know, kind of dictate how the game's going to be played and stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he does. Um, he's one of those, 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 uh, coaches though, where a lot of the players respect him. Um, we talk about it all the time, like a player's coach, somebody mm-hmm. that's been there before kind of knows, you know, um, what it's like to be them you know how what it's like to be on you know on that side of of basketball so yeah we'll see man i i, I yeah but they also kind of they kind of also just got out of that same type of coach no no yeah it's true but but i'm not but again you know i i've also said it on this podcast too that if 
the stars on that team showed up if Paul George had um, just one better game in that series against the Nuggets than, you know, they're playing the Lakers. Yeah, true. And who knows, Doc Rivers is still on that team. So mm-hmm. I, I really don't think that Doc Rivers was a uh, – was a was a cancer, you know, on that team, or was the downfall, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. I think it's probably been so long that he's been coaching that team, and it's just year after year after year, they just don't make, you know, they have a goal and they just don't make it happen. I think it's, at some point it's kind of like, all right, we need to try something else because <laughs> yeah. we've tried this in so many different ways, and it just it doesn't work, so... I'm not mad yeah. at that. But keeping it keeping it in that Clippers uh Clippers topic, apparently Kawhi is asking I guess the front office to bring a point guard around. And apparently he doesn't have an issue with Pat Beverly. He just wants more of a true point guard on his team. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I think he should. I mean, a lot of these contenders um that 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 are going to the finals every every year have a not necessarily a, a true point guard, but just a point guard that could just flat out score. And Pat Beverly isn't that guy, you know. So yeah, uh, if we look at the Warriors, we have a uh, Steph. If we look at uh in the Lakers, you know, in, in their um scenario, you have uh I guess LeBron kind of fills that role. Um, but even then, when you have Rondo in there, he's playing good. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, every team that's going to contend needs a point guard that's going to be, like you said already, a true point guard or somebody that's going to give you a solid amount of points. And the Clippers don't have that, so yeah, I have uh no problem whatsoever. So, um, how do you feel about it? Um, this is another one of those things where we don't know how true it is, right? Because it's just like people just talking. But if it is true, and also the things that we were just talking about before with players not being happy with him is also true, then I don't think that helps the chemistry, right? So if the guy that's like showing up late to practice, coming out of the games when he wants to, you know, kind of elevating himself over the team, like loses and then goes to the front office is like, well, we need a point guard. I feel like that doesn't make things <laughs> any better. Yeah, you know, like it does it doesn't so I feel like, you know, I know Kawhi isn't I don't know how he is behind the scenes, but to the public, as far as we know him, he's not a talker. So if he just needs to like sit with the team, maybe have a private meeting or something, I don't know, and just let them know like what his intentions are, then you know he needs to do that because that's the only way that team's going to win. The talent is there, but everyone needs to be on the same page. So, I mean, they I I agree with him. They should they should pursue a point guard for sure, but this just doesn't it doesn't look good. You know, it just doesn't look good for, you know, considering what what the stories are behind the scenes. So, that's that I guess that would be my only concern with that despite me agreeing with what he's saying yeah just like it getting out like being made public yeah it just it doesn't yeah it just doesn't help if if chemistry is an issue right now 
your leader saying like uh my players aren't good enough i need another one it just i just it just doesn't come across the right way to me you know what i'm saying yeah. so that that's just how how i see it um did you did you ever see how like pat bev kind of like laughed off all the the jokes about cancun and stuff like that after yeah <laughs> did you ever see that yeah 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 it's like that as much as I don't like him, that's the best way to go about it. Just kind of like laugh. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Just laugh with yeah. them. Like, yeah, you guys are gonna make fun of me. I'll laugh with you guys. Um, but but yeah, that was that was pretty embarrassing. Uh, for those of you that that don't remember, <laughs> kind of, um, waving off Dame and and saying you know that you know we'll see you in Cancun or or have fun in Cancun and stuff like that. So uh, essentially, kind of saying that um his season's gonna be over soon, but. Sure enough, man, he was uh right there with him, and uh, Twitter <laughs> and the <laughs> internet definitely let uh, let him know it. So, yeah, man. Uh, there was something else you wanted to get into. There was a, a yeah. So, um, so some other news came out. So another team that's kind of making some changes is the Rockets. Um, they recently moved on from Mike D'Antoni. They moved on from Daryl Morey, their GM. So, um, they're kind of headed in a new direction now. And, uh, apparently they told Russell Westbrook and James Harden, don't worry, you guys are staying. So I guess they're part of their, their future and what they want to build around. Um, are you a fan of this? Do you, do, do you like how Harden and Westbrook worked, uh, last season? Do you think they should give it another try? Um... You know, I think I think Kobe said it best that like we have to give praise to like what Harden's able to do during the season, but as far as you wanting to win a championship that way, like it's not gonna work. And I I, I stick with that because it, it gets a little bit too one dimensional after a while. And you mm-hmm. completely take Russell Westbrook like after, you know, out of his element, you know. When he was in OKC, he was able to kind of, you know, he was the one that had the ball in his hands, you know, every play. And, and he was the one that was going to try to create the play or or just score, you know. But when you right. just have somebody like Russell Westbrook just like basically just stand on the perimeter and just see this guy just play iso ball, like what's the point, you know. Mm-hmm. And there was that stat that said like in like – a whole month of basketball, James Harden, um, like every time he scored, it w- it went unassisted. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a lot of ISO. Yeah, a lot of ISO, and it's just it's not the type of it's not the type of basketball that that that's going to win championships. So I don't necessarily see this as an issue of of um, Harden and Russ together. It's just. Um, it's more so just Harden himself, and I think a lot of people were giving uh, Westbrook a lot of, you know, a lot of heat for just uh, for the way he was playing in the playoffs. But how do you get somebody like Westbrook going when you don't when you don't have him involved? You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know, man. Um, how how do you feel about the whole situation? Um. I think they started to figure it out towards the end of the season. And then uh, Westbrook was dealing with some injuries. I don't, I've never been a fan of either of their games. 
um, individually. So then watching them together just kind of, it's like watching two people. I don't really like how they play. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not me saying that they're not good players. They put up monster numbers. So clearly they're good players. It's just the style, their style of play isn't something that I like to watch. But one thing, one thing that I found interesting, right? Especially with James Harden, he's such a, he's such a polarizing player, right? Because of his style, because of, you know, just the way he plays the game, right? And a lot of that too was just, um, was fueled by how uh, Coach Mike D'Antoni ran their system. You know, just a lot of run and gun, just a lot of shots, just not really as much deep, even though the Rockets were a good defensive team. But, you know, James Harden, I've ne- I don't think I've seen a superstar that has so, like, either you love him or you hate him, you know? And yeah. it's not because of, it's strictly just because of the way he plays. It's not really much about, like, I don't think there's any debate about whether he's good or not or whether he's a good person. You know, it's not really much of that. It's just like, do you like to watch him play or not? You know, it yeah. literally comes down to his style of play. And, you know, we all know about his performances in the playoffs. He, you know, he disappears. His team will disappear. He has plenty. He's pl- had plenty of opportunities to take it to that next level. And he's just come short. A lot of the times you can say it wasn't his fault like per se, but at the end of the day, he's the face of that team. So everything is going to go through him. But one interesting thing that I saw that made me kind of say like, am I going too hard on James Harden? Right? So there's a stat that says since trading for James Harden in 2012, every single team in the NBA has missed the playoffs besides the Rockets. And he's only had another all-star teammate for four out of the eight years he's been on the Rockets. To me, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And we, I mean, we're in the we're in the era now of, you know, the superstar teams, you know, where a, a guy needs to team up with somebody or maybe two other players to make to make it happen. You know, it's almost normal now. It's not really as yeah. As big of a deal as when, like, you know, LeBron first did it. Even though you can say the the Celtics kind of pioneered that, but it was more of like it was all through trades, you know. So it wasn't as it wasn't as planned. But now it's no, more it's of like a plan. It's like, okay, let. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 I'm just messing with you. Just, just, just. Yeah, no, and things. and that's not me saying that I had you know in hindsight. Now at the time, I did have an issue with the Heat teaming up. But in hindsight, I'm like, it is what it is. You know, p- people can play wherever they want with whoever they want. So that's fine. So, um, but Harden ha- hasn't really had that, you know? Yeah. So, so if you don't mind, I'm just going to interrupt real quick. So that's that, like, that's very impressive. But I do, I do think that kind of just goes to show you um, exactly what I was saying earlier about how what Harden does during the regular season it's crazy and, and, and in a way it's kind of like unstoppable you can't really stop that but once you get into a seven game series it's like it, it does become one-dimensional so it doesn't really like surprise you as much you know like it's not yeah. it's not just gonna um it's not a curveball thrown at you right so mm-hmm. for me it's just like going back to what kobe said it's like yeah it's nice we have to give him his praise but you're not going to win the championship that way. So, yeah, so I don't see a scenario where 
James Harden misses the playoffs. It's just that next step where I just don't see him getting there. You know, I think he had a better chance yeah. because this kind of unraveled too. Like this isn't like ever since he went to the Rockets that this was the type of play that he was or the style of basketball that he had. I would say this happened more so the last three or four years where he just said, like, <laughs> just get out of the way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see him uh, winning this way. Um, but I did interrupt. So if you had something else you wanted to add to that. No, that's it. I was just going to say for me, that's why it, like I see a stat like that and I'm like the stat is very impressive, right? Yeah, yeah. But then I think to myself like as impressive as it is, what does it mean? Yeah. You yeah. know, like what does it mean? What does it prove? So, like I said, the talent is undeniable. He's clearly one of the most special offensive players we've had in the history of the NBA. And I'm talking like Top seven, top five, top special talents, just offensively, just what he can do. Oh, yeah. And yeah. still, like, it's almost to that point where you just don't take him seriously. I don't know. It's like, it's unfortunate how you just see him and you're like, okay, yeah, you average 37 again. You know, like, that should be a big deal. But it's almost like, yeah, that's what he does. He just averages. 36, yeah. 37 a year, uh, a season, and then that's it. Then it's like, we don't, but we don't take you seriously in the playoffs. Like, we know what so, you do in the playoffs. Do the Rockets need a big to contend with these guys? I don't know if they need a big, but I feel like they need a better wing player. Yeah. I feel like that's what they've been missing yeah. all the time. Cause I think they're, who plays a three for them? Like Daniel House Jr.? Yeah. Which he's, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a good player, but I feel like they they could upgrade at that position. Like when I thought about pairing somebody with uh, James Harden, it wasn't Russell Westbrook. That's not the. Oh, yeah, of course. And for me, that's not the ideal that. pairing, you know? Well, a lot of so, people feel that, you know, they, they really didn't even need. Um, any changes at all you know they're kind of hoping that you know next year with chris paul is going to be um a similar outcome especially when you don't have the warriors you know right in in the playoffs anymore so uh chris paul was a lot more fitting but to me personally i do think they need a big because i think playing small ball i think it could be very um threatening for a lot of teams and and they don't match match up well with those uh type of lineups or rotations but yeah but once you get into you know with somebody like anthony davis like and you have pj tucker on him like yeah pj yeah. tucker might have that one game where he played good right <laughs> good defense yeah. but for the for yeah for the majority of that of that uh series um he's gonna get cooked so um, yeah they, i they, feel like they just need somebody in there yeah i feel like the rockets might need like a just in case big yeah, you know, like uh-huh. this matchup isn't working. Put gets, let's get our body in there. Yeah. You know, someone that just is just plays defense, can grab boards and finish at the at the basket. You know, yeah. I don't know, maybe someone like a Clint Capella. I don't know. I'm just thinking. Uh, no, I can't see him on that team. I, 
Really? <laughs> I don't know why, Nick. That's so weird. So weird. He was playing so good for them too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, him and him and Harden had great chemistry, but you know, they wanted to go in a different direction. So, um, but yeah, I feel like you always need. You just need more when you have a team. You just need options for matchups because there's so many different yeah. teams that bring different things to the table. You want to be able to match up. And I get it. You want teams to have to match up with you, but sometimes your matchup isn't the advantage. So sometimes you need to, yeah. you know, you don't right. want to shoot yourself in the foot. You want to still play, you know, you don't want to stick to your strategy that's not working. Yeah. But yeah. you still want to have that strategy available because it will work on on other nights. So that's one of those things. So, I mean, the Rockets are a very interesting team to me. I'm very interested to see how... uh how they change their system going forward without D'Antoni being there. So yeah, um, <laughs> I, I want to see how the team responds to it. You know, I feel like James Harden loves that. Like he loves to just be able to play ISO ball and, you know, but I, I feel like he did say, I feel, I think it was last season how he was saying it's not fun to play that, that way. But Oh, I don't know, really. Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he likes it. Yeah. I could be wrong, though. <laughs> I could be wrong, but but anyways, in other news, enough about the Rockets. Um, there was some uh the the twenty twenty one NBA MVP odds were released, and um apparently the uh the third year point guard from the Dallas Mavericks will be the favorite for MVP next oh, season. Wow. Luka Doncic. What do you what do you think about that? Uh yeah, if I was just basing it off of uh his last couple of um performances in the bubble, um yeah, I could those are definitely MVP numbers. Um he'd have to kind of um carry that forward. My only thing is that his team's record would have to reflect that because Right. I do think that a lot of people, a lot of uh, players' um, numbers and stats are kind of somewhat inflated, and and it's kind of to your point. You were saying earlier, um, Harden's thirty six points a, a, a per season, uh, you know, to average that points per game. Like, why aren't we like tripping out over that? Well, I think it is because some some of these players, you know, a lot more um, possessions per game and stuff like that. So these numbers mm-hmm. aren't to me. Like they're not hitting me in the chest, like it's like you know, for a lot of people. But I think in this NBA, it's easier for players to have these type of numbers, right? So I, agree. I see. So I think Luka Doncic isn't going to be the only one. So the point that I'm trying to get at is his record. Ultimately, it would have to be his record, his team's record versus the other guys uh you know team's record so no if if the mavericks it sorry no i was just gonna say but do you think if like he has that special of a season like uh westbrook did in okc where his team wasn't i mean they weren't the greatest team but russ was just having one of those seasons where they you know, it's almost like you just can't give it to him. Do you think if that he could find himself in one of those situations? Even though I think the Mavericks would be better than that 
uh okc team OKC team. Yeah. but like do you think if he has that special of a season that it's like it doesn't really matter what the record is yeah you see that that's a that's a good example i think okc was uh sixth that year yeah six seed and um the only thing with that that's actually a really good example jeff but the fact that it was a, like a triple double <laughs> like when you average a triple double for the whole season i kind of feel like but that's that something that luke is capable of though he is capable of it. He is capable of it. But the fact that it was like the first time you saw it, you know? Um, yeah, true. I feel like. Yeah, because MVP, MVP is very narrative driven. Exactly. So, like, I feel like exactly. once the. Uh, once, I don't know, I guess the powers that be in the media find a narrative, that's the kind of the one that they want to stick to. So, as long as you fulfill that narrative, the MVP is oh, kind of yeah. yours. Oh, so, I find- think to me. No, I was going to say, to me, it says a lot that Luka is, like, the favorite this season because it's like he's coming off an incredible bubble performance. He's a second-year player going into his third year. Like, I think Luka is, like, the the story for this upcoming season. And if he lives up to that story, I think the award is his, honestly. Yeah, and and, and you just said it. Like, it depends on what the media kind of wants to to paint because they're going to find a stat that's going to be Luca's the first to do this, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and they're going to ride that wave. So um, I'm curious though, who's number two? Um, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Yeah. That's interesting. So we can run through the list. Yeah. We got uh, Luca first, Anthony Davis second, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo third. Stat guy, any thoughts on uh Steph Curry being fourth in MVP odds for next season. You feeling good about that? You think Steph's gonna have an MVP type season? Um, I honestly don't know. I feel like it's been years since I've seen uh Steph play, so I have no idea what Steph is looking like right now. Yeah, it feels like it's been ages since Steph has played basketball, and it, and it hasn't <laughs> been. But it's like, it's like we just like. It's like people forget, like, Steph played this season, but it feels like so. And I, and it probably is due to, like, uh, you know, the season getting canceled and having that break. And then him not playing in the bubble. But it feels like forever since Steph has played. And it's like, you know, he's that, that piece that the NBA has been missing, man. I can't wait for him to come back. But do you think he's capable of having, like, an MVP? This is a question for both of you guys. Like, do you think he's... Like, so soon, coming back from the injury, do you think he's ready to, like, be back at that level? I mean, I think I think it's one of the, like, Steph is just one of those players that just plays backyard basketball, you know? Like, he, he's just one of those annoyances, you know, on the court where it's just, you don't ever lose that type of skill. Like, like it just yeah. comes so naturally to you. So, for me, Steph, like, him being away... I don't think it'll affect them the way it'll affect some of these other players. Steph is just such a natural at this. Um, so I could see him having a really good season. But um, I think being fourth is, I can respect that. Anywhere above that is kind of tough. <laughs> yeah, the one that, the one that I, sorry, go ahead, uh, stat guy. I, I just don't see the media running with that narrative again. Because like, you know, he already did his thing. He's already been there multiple times. And yeah, yeah, all the all the Steph haters are 
uh, they're gonna like cry until it's not even a possibility. I mean, it's also yeah. his first year uh, being healthy without KD. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like there's a, a comeback narrative somewhere in there. Mm. Like, you know, coming back without KD off an injury, he's out to prove something. Yeah. Okay, who knows? And if he's if he's like 2015 special, like that type of special, who knows, man? Who knows? But I mean. We're, it's been five years since 2015, so uh, it's, it's, just, it's just funny to think that Steph has something to prove. Mm-hmm. Is Steph, do you think Steph is one of those players that no matter what he what he achieves, he'll always have something to prove? Always. For some reason? Always. Man. Yeah. I mean, because people, people discount Steph. Like, Steph doesn't get the, yeah. the Dame treatment. He doesn't get the... Yeah, even the um the Jimmy Butler treatment now, like he doesn't get that. Yeah, I really grind it. Yeah, the, treatment. Even though right, was, right. Even though he didn't like, just always have stuff given to him. You know. Right. Yeah. I guess it's because you know he's not. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have that like gritty approach. He's not like physically <clears throat> imposing. I guess so. I I I feel like people just kind of take him for granted. You know, and they leave him like to be like the little kid's favorite player instead of just giving him credit for. I was actually going to mention that because he doesn't really shy away from like the social media, like corny stuff of like like TikToks and the stuff mm-hmm. that he does with his wife, which, you know, I don't think it's corny, but there's so many people that like want to hate on that because it's easy to hate on that. Um, mm-hmm. He don't even be doing dance. that much, though. Like he just be cheesing or like he'll make, he might do like a yeah. a funny face now and then, but like. Yeah, mean, exactly. You know? But one is enough for the Steph haters. I, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll come out. They'll come out in the comments. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. The one that I'm actually uh, kind of looking forward to, though, is the Anthony Davis one. Because he did kind of lead the Lakers in, like, almost every category. Um, yeah. Other than um, assist. So you pair that with a runner-up. Defensive player of the year. Um, I know that's kind of itching away at him too. So um, this could be a very scary season if Anthony Davis is healthy, and uh, I could I could easily see him, um, you know, competing for that. So yeah, man, Anthony Davis at number two. Yeah, definitely. So then after Steph, you got uh, LeBron, you got Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, which was a surprising one. Very surprising. I did not expect the the uh, such early Jason Tatum MVP race talks here. This is like too much for my heart, like to take in. So <laughs> we'll skip over this. Yeah. But then they round out the uh, the top ten with uh, James Harden, uh, Damian Lillard, and then uh, Kawhi Leonard. So you see, like the thing with Kawhi, and I mean he is tenth on here, so it's not really like um, they're they're really pushing him to to be an MVP. Like his numbers are never going to be like MVP worthy. You know what I mean? Like he'll he'll give you like twenty five, while these guys are going to give you thirty two, thirty three points per game. You know, like his numbers are never going to shoot out at you. Kawhi is just that type of player that just does everything right, and. Um, I- I feel like how to win games. Yeah, I feel like with for Kawhi to win it, 
he can give you 25, 26, but he'd have to have like an all-time defensive season. Yeah. You know, I feel like that that could drive him to maybe being in those like legitimate MVP talks and maybe the Clippers are like the number 1 seed and you know like one of those type of things. Like it won't just be a purely like scoring wise type of thing. Like if he has an a uh, an all-time like season on both sides of the ball, I could see something like some some steam generating for a a Kawhi MVP season. But like you said though, these other guys like the numbers they put up are just so such monster stats. Yeah. That that's yeah. tough to to go up against. Um But yeah, I'm still stuck on this uh Jason Tatum ahead of James Harden, like Dame Lillard, Kawhi. That that that's uh I was not ready for that. But one thing I was uh, interested so in like, too was at six Kuzma to be like above that, or were you just? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm surprised he's not first on this list. Honestly, <laughs> like championship Kuzma, come on, right, man. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's a different yeah. Kuzma. It is. It is. That's a different Kuzma. You know, his hair is going to be gold for next season <laughs> to match his trophy. You already know. Um, no, but another, another name that surprised me was KD. He's six on this list. That's another player that I think, do you think it's, do you think it's too early for him to come back and be KD? Do you think he can do it this season? That's funny because, um, coming back from an injury like that already at KD's age, he's kind of knocking on like father time kind of type, you know, um, age wise. So, yeah. you 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 really don't know like what you're gonna get out of him. I can only imagine that KD being a being a. I would say personally the most talented player in the NBA. Um, for all of that to just be stripped away, <laughs> you know, like even if we get eighty yeah. percent KD, like that's easily a, a, an MVP type um, season for for any player. So yeah. I can only hope that he, uh, that he, um, that he gets it, you know, or or yeah, or at least makes a case, makes a case for it. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think for me, I just have to. This might sound like a, a cop out, but like I have to see him play at least. You know, like at least I don't know what kind of KD I'm getting. So. Maybe after like three or four games, if I see he still has like, he can still move. He's not like hobbling around. I don't know. I, I have to see like, I have to see some semblance of like old KD hey, for so me to be confident. Did you see Alex Smith? He made like his first start for the Redskins. Yeah. Last week. Mm-hmm. So did you ever see the video of when he was, uh, I guess, clear to like play full contact or something like that? Um. Like I feel like I did. Yeah, I feel like I I remember s- seeing that. Yeah, so they were like in his driveway, and it was like his his wife and his kids and stuff, and and they surprised him with like confetti and and balloons and stuff. And mm-hmm. Alex Smith comes out. So this guy just got cleared to play full contact football, and he has like this like leg sleeve. <laughs> yeah, and he's like limping out onto the driveway. And I'm like, I can't, like, the human part of me, like, just doesn't allow me to, like, be okay with this, you know? Like, 
Mm-hmm. You just <laughs> it's it, it's kind of like it makes me feel uneasy, you know. So yeah. Um, I I hope uh, the the reason why I bring that up is because uh, you really don't know how anybody's gonna be. Uh, KD didn't go through an injury like Alex Smith did, but uh, these type of players to 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 go out and play with the the, the top players in the world and 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 the way how taxing um it is on your body the way they play basketball this isn't just playing basketball with the guys on a sunday you know right um this is you know like i mentioned you're playing with the top guys in the world so um yeah you just never know how somebody's gonna come back especially from like an achilles injury like that so right yeah and at his height like it's so hard to come back from that injury we're all rooting for him, obviously. Like, I think everyone wants to see old KD, one yeah. of the funnest or most fun players to watch in the league. So, yeah. Um, but that's just an injury where it's just so tough to come back from. And I don't think we've ever seen anyone come back and be the same player. So, but I mean, if, if, if there's anyone that can do it, I guess it's KD. So, um, definitely excited for that. But, um, another player that was on that list. Um, was Giannis Antetokounmpo, and some news came out that apparently the Heat are preparing to go all in on Giannis in 2021. And to me, I think we touched on this a little bit last episode. I do not like the idea of Bam and Giannis on the same team. I'm sorry, it's yeah. just not. And for it, go go ahead. <sighs> you got to get rid of Bam. Ooh. You got to get rid of Bam. <laughs> if, you're gonna, oh. if you're gonna go all in, if you're gonna go all in on somebody, yeah, you get rid of. Wow. Bam. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I know we. Uh, sorry for all my Bam lovers, and um, yeah, you just Oof. gotta go all in on 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 a two time MVP. Wow, I was not yeah. ready for that. I'm, I'm I thought that Bam was unspeakable. All the way out. Wow! All the way up. Okay, you can add the spicy drop. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if if I don't like the idea of Bam and Giannis together, I guess if you got to pick one, I guess you choose Giannis, right? If if Bam so. if Bam had like a more like if he could stretch out the floor more, um, mm-hmm. then perfect. Those guys could definitely coexist, but um. But yeah, I mean, I totally see why you don't like them together. Bam is is more of that, uh, obviously a post guy, and you know, maybe at max a fifteen footer, maybe you know, I don't even yeah. think he has that consistently. Um, and that's not a knock. I mean, his game is his game, and and Bam is, you know, I love him. But yeah, and I'm not even a big fan of Giannis. But yeah, if you have the opportunity to get a two time MVP, and and you're saying you're gonna go all in. Yeah, you have to do whatever it takes. And, I mean. and they're honestly uh, very similar players, too, if you think about it. Like, you know, both big men, both insanely athletic, strong, incredible defenders. You know, they're very similar. I guess, you know, Giannis just does it at a higher level. So, I mean, yeah, that's true. If if you're, if you're going to do one or the other, I guess you go Giannis. So, I wonder... I wonder if Bam is kind of like reading this stuff 
like thinking like, yeah, man, me and Giannis about to really go crazy on the next season, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Wait till he hears. And Pat Riley's like, Pat Riley's doing the Magic Johnson, like. You're not gonna be here. <laughs> yeah, you're right, stat guy. Wait till he hears the uh, credible sources on Bias Aside podcast. Yeah, fan the, the, uh, fan the, the trust me, bro sources. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that that's gonna be something interesting if they um if they manage to find a way to pull it off. So uh, yeah, so we ready for a bit of bias, guys? <sighs> yes, sir. Let's yeah. do it. Favorite segment everyone's everyone's favorite segment, bit of bias. Bit of bias. Of bias. Where we don't have to put our bias aside for once and Mm. be completely biased. Anybody want to go first this week? Man, I'm gonna volunteer stat guy. He wasn't here last week, and this is uh punishment for it. So uh Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm ready. We can do it. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right. So, all right, you're uh, on the clock. All right, yeah, let's go. Uh, I'm going to go chicken over steak. Um, I know that might be a little controversial, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go chicken over steak because I feel like chicken is more versatile. Like you can do much more with chicken. It's healthier and it has like that same it's just as tasty as steak as long as you cook it right as long as you keep it juicy you keep that keep that chicken you know like as long as you don't dry it out then you're still getting like max flavor with more things that you can do with it and you know you're you're extending your life a little bit when you're cutting out that that red meat as much as you can so you can barbecue it with chicken also you can do a lot of stuff just over the stovetop baking or whatever whatever you want to do so yeah i like i like chicken um over steak wings all of that tenders strips nuggets it's a lot you can do with <laughs> yeah i i think i'm going to go next here all right go ahead with a bit of bias all right um let me just get my timer on right here all right so this is something i'm gonna say it might be a little controversial but um this is just how i feel so when it comes to either like going to the beach or going to the pool the pool is just so much better than going to the beach i'm just gonna be 100 percent honest with you the beach is so overrated <laughs> i hate sand it gets everywhere right it get like you're like okay i'm not gonna wear my shoes on the beach so you leave your shoes but then you just bring all the sand from the beach to your shoes. And then like it gets it gets in your, you know, on your legs, it gets on your arms. That that's basically my main reason for hating the beach. And then also you get in the water and it's salty. Like it's like overly salty and it's just it's just not good. If you go to the pool, you can you can chill out by the pool. You can jump in if you want. There's not waves like trying to attack you and drown you. So, yeah, my minute's up, so I'm just going to keep it there. But the pool is just way better than the beach. I'm sorry. Uh, All all right, right, Josh, you ready? Yeah, I'm going to get into it. All right, so this is my bit of bias. Um, Listen, I'm not entirely sure if this is a bias, but look. Pockets, man. Pockets. 
if you if you have any like if you have basketball shorts that don't have pockets in them, like they're worthless. I'm not trying to call anybody out, but we just played tennis earlier this week with a good friend of ours, and my boy didn't have pockets with him. Now, if you go to go play tennis with shorts that don't have pockets, then you're like you're dependent on everybody else to hold the tennis ball. You're worthless. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> but <laughs> now you're depending on everybody else to hold the tennis balls that you need, right? Like when you're serving and stuff. So I'm a big fan of, of pockets, man. And even like if you got like a pullover sweater or something and you have those little pockets, like the little kangaroo pockets, like that's where it's at, man. Like keeps your arm, keeps your, your hands warm and you could, some people even put their phones in them. Some people even put like their wallet in them and stuff, you know, like a chapstick. They're like, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news, guys. There's this thing that goes in your... Yeah, so that's my minute. Josh with the uh, intense breakdown of pockets. <laughs> you want to take us out, Jeff? Just know that we got some surprises coming for you guys. We've got some good stuff. So um, don't think just because the season's over that, uh, you know, the content isn't going to be just as good, that you're not going to laugh as much because, trust me, we got some stuff coming for you. But as always... Uh, we appreciate you listening. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe. Please leave five star review if you enjoyed the show. Please leave a, re- a review if you enjoyed the show. We would really appreciate it. So, uh, Josh, do you want to uh, get into the socials? Uh, yeah. So, if you guys want to find us on Instagram at uh, Bias Aside, and then on Twitter, it's Bias Aside Pod, P O D. So. Um, if you guys would ever, like ever want to reach out to us too, or just uh, just to say what's up, or just like give us a question or something like that, or ask us a question, um, do it through there, either a DM or on Twitter. Um, besides that, just uh, yeah, like Jeffrey said, give us a review, and we have some exciting things coming, so just stay tuned. Yes, and as always, cannot say it enough. We appreciate you all for listening taking the time to uh to listen to what we have to say because we are not experts but we try our best and uh yeah we just want you guys to have fun and enjoy so thanks guys and that's it for episode seven from me from stat guy oh my bad i think you said my name <laughs> yeah uh yeah josh so that's it and uh we'll see you guys next week we out